This interview is made possible by my friends at Athens Screen Printing, HP Overhead Door Company, Speedy Tech Repair, Tinsley Law and Title, and Gibson Pharmacy. Their sponsorship allows me to provide free content to the community. Please say thank you by shopping these local businesses and by following each of their Facebook pages. Hello friends, this is Michael from Hannigan Media and I am in the office of Athens head football coach Zach Harrell. How are you doing today, coach? Doing great, Michael. Appreciate you. It's starting to feel like football weather. There's actually a little bit of a chill in the air this morning that I think that'll make uh, some of the players a little more happier to be out at practice. Yeah, it is. It's, it's nice weather. You know, this time of the year, it, it makes practice a little bit easier for the kids uh, due to the nice weather. All right, so um, coming off your first loss of the season, a really tough one at home last week against Chapel Hill. Um, personally, I thought the game was closer than the score um, in that one or two plays in, in the second half go your way. We're talking about a totally different thing. Um, but I think it's important. I, I, one thing I want to talk about with that game is you come out of the second half, your defense gets a stop, your offense goes on an 80-yard drive, you convert two fourth downs during it. Could you talk for a minute about you know, how that helps your program yeah. when you can do something like that. Right. Yeah, I agree, Michael. I, I think it was an extremely competitive game. Uh, both teams had a chance to win, and but you got to give Chapel Hill. They, they made more plays than we did in defining moments, uh, and that's why they won. Uh, but to answer your question, uh, I was proud of the way our kids fought. You know, and I, I'll talk a little bit. My observations, you know, from last year uh, is, you know, the past, uh, you know, three or four years, uh, you know, Athens has been a bit, bit of a downturn. Uh, and, you know, the two or three years there, they hadn't made the playoffs. And so a lot of our kids haven't experienced a ton of success uh, as far as, you know, wins and losses. And I've kind of thought that in the past, you know, like last year when we played Midlothian Heritage and some other teams that, you know, we just kind of, you know, not, not that we didn't play hard, but that we just kind of uh, already thought, well, hey, we're going to go out here. This team's better than us. They're probably going to beat us. And that was kind of our mindset. Uh, and so I was a little bit uh, interested to see how we would respond on Friday. And I was extremely pr proud of our kids because I thought I didn't see that attitude versus a very quality opponent in Chapel Hill. Uh, I, you know, I, I thought our kids believed we were going to win the entire time. And like you talked about, we're down tw 12 points in the – uh, third quarter, uh, and it would have been real easy to just, you know, fold. But we we drove and gave ourselves a chance to get back in the game down one possession uh, in the third quarter. And, and you're right, that is huge for a young team and huge for our program to show, hey, we, we can compete uh, in this district. Uh, and that now where we got to get is we got to get past, hey, we can compete. We got to get past, hey, we got to find ways to win those games. Uh, and so that, that, that's where we have to move to. And so we're we're looking forward to that uh, this week. And I, I'll expand even a little bit more. Uh, you know, one thing I challenged our guys on Monday, and that is another, uh, another example of kind of a youthful team, is when 
the other night, we did keep fighting, we did keep battling. Uh, but I did see a little bit about of some, you know, us not handling some adversity very well. Uh, and what, what we challenged them this week is, hey, our word of the week this week is mental toughness. Uh, that's one of our core values. Uh, and what that means is when adversity, when you are faced with adversity, uh, and there was plenty of adversity in that game Friday night, and there's going to be plenty of adversity in every game we play from here on out because we're playing quality opponents uh, and we're playing very talented people. Uh, there's not, there's going to be no more games where we're going to walk out there and win by 40. Uh, we'd like to, but that, that that's not going to be the reality. Uh, and so there's going to be moments in these games where things don't go our way. Uh, and when that happens, what we got to improve on is how we respond. Uh, uh, you know, because there were times the other night we had some guys hanging their heads and coming to the sideline, making excuses, pointing fingers. And again, if you're doing those things, then you're not you're not giving yourself the ability to play at the highest uh, level that you can play at because you've already defeated yourself mentally. Uh, and so, you know, a, a big push for us moving forward, uh, and what we want to see this week is, hey, we got to be mentally tougher in tough situations. And so, yeah, I, I know I, I talked a little bit long on that question, but I wanted to, I wanted to pull that in because uh, I think that's a big thing that we got to work on moving forward, and I think we will. That's, that comes kind of with some youth, and I, and I like it too. Part of swarm, the M and swarm, right. yeah, is yeah. about mental toughness. And this is exactly what you're talking about. And you guys are going to have to show some mental toughness. I'm going to talk just a second about something I have never seen in like 26 years of covering football, which was a player taken off the field on a stretcher who then turns around and comes back and plays in the second half. Yeah. Trey. However, you have a bunch of players who weren't quite as lucky as Dre, and right. you are dealing with a rash of injuries. We are, yeah, we're banged up, and that's 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 part of this that's part of this game, that's part of this sport, uh, and that's again, that's kind of what I told our guys again this week. Uh, part of our message is, you know, that's the reality of sports. Uh, injuries in in any sport uh, affect teams uh but but the teams that are able to overcome them uh and not use those things as excuses because uh, again we're, we're not going to use them as excuses because it, it i mean it, it is what it is it's part of it uh so we got to overcome them we got to have guys step up uh and that that's we don't like it but that that's the reality and this is where some of uh what happened during your non-district play actually helps out because you were able to roll in a bunch of guys in non-district. And so some guys who are going to be playing Friday night are actually coming in with some experience rather than it being the first time they've been able to play this year. Right. Uh, and that, that has been good. Been a lot of guys with a lot of experience. Uh, so we're going to have to have some of those guys step up in some key roles. All right. So you're on the road this week going to uh, Henderson. Henderson one and two on the year. I'm guessing that that uh, uh, record is because they've got a couple of uh, COVID X outs on their schedule. Yes. Um, but tell us about your general idea of about uh, Henderson after you've looked at tape. Yeah. Uh, so Henderson, you know, just to start with, uh, you know, they've been one of the best programs 
in East Texas, if not the state of Texas, uh, in this classification for the last 10 years. Uh, and they've, you know, they've won a state championship and they've played deep in the playoffs almost every year. So again, it, they're always going to feel a quality team uh, and they, they have great coaching, great athletes. Uh, so it's another great challenge. Uh, every week's going to be like that. It's a great challenge for our program to compete against teams like this. Uh, and so, you know, th this year they're a young team. Uh, they graduated, I think, of like 33 seniors. Uh, they only have four starters returning off last year's team. Uh, so they, they got a lot of youth and a lot of guys similar to us that are in their first year of varsity football. Uh, but they, as far as their schemes go, uh, they are very uh, – I went blank on my word. Uh, they're going to throw a ton of formations at you on offense, uh, and they're going to – Play every defense that they can possibly that you can possibly imagine. And, you know their their kind of principles is hey we're going to do everything uh, and we're going to throw it all at you and we're we're you're it's hard to kind of game plan them because you don't know what what they're going to throw at you. So uh, the one of the one of those teams that in the first half you'll see a little bit of everything and they'll go ah that's the one that's going to work right right and so then they'll lean on that a little bit in the second half that's right and, and it's challenging to play people like that uh, because again you you it's you don't really know what's prepared for and it's kind of the opposite of what our philosophy is our philosophy here uh, is hey we're going to get real good at what we do uh, we, we we're we're, we believe we're simple in our offense and defense schemes, but we want to be great at doing what we do where their philosophy is, hey, we're going to do everything. Uh, and, you know, because of that, that they, they're not – they're a very good football team, but because they do everything, they're not great at the small things of like – say, because they play every coverage. So just for example, uh, they play cover three. Well, their corners – bail out like crazy and they don't play they're not great at playing the small little uh intricacies of that coverage sure because uh, they do everything uh so that it's just different philosophy okay yeah and and it's um and it's not just you and them i mean this is a philosophy across the board in football a lot of coaches have to have to make that pick um and and like you said it's the difference between being great at one thing or trying to be good at a bunch of things right. or, or at least able to do a bunch of things. Yes. Sir. Uh, which is tough for a young team, by the way, to be able to do everything. Right. Uh, one of the places I think that really causes you problems specifically is your offensive line. Right. When they have to see multiple fronts yeah. on a at a variety of times. Um it can be difficult for them to, to know what their assignment is. Yes, sir. It can. And, you know, you mentioned offensive line. I was really proud. Those guys played their best game on Friday. They're getting better, uh, playing more physical. Uh, and so we, it's going to present a huge challenge this week because Henderson's defensive line is hands down the best defensive line we've seen. Uh, they have one player, number 99, plays defensive tackle and knows uh, in their odd front who is – uh, going to present a tremendous challenge. Uh, he's he's an elite football player, and so it's going to be a good challenge for us going against these guys because their defense line, in my opinion, the strength of their team. 
All right, so let's do a little, uh, you know, and we've been doing this where we've been putting together little clips where you explain a little bit of football for people. Yeah. And, and I'd love to do one right now because we've talked about, you just talked about a defensive tackle nose guard. You used the term odd front. We've used the term multiple fronts many times, the last weekend, this week. Explain to people what we mean when we're talking about the defense and we say, hey, they're a multiple front defense. Yeah. So, you know, defensive fronts can be really classified in two categories, an odd front or an even front. Uh, so, obviously, if it's an odd front, that means they have three defensive linemen uh, that are down with down lined up at the line of scrimmage. Uh, and then an even front, obviously, means there's four defensive linemen uh, that are on the line of scrimmage. Uh, then beyond that, uh, you know, in an odd front, we classify a 3-3 stack, uh, which Henderson does, which means they have three down linemen and they have three linebackers stacked behind those three down linemen. Uh, and then also there can be a 3-4 front, which means they have, which we call a 3-2. Most people call it 3-4. We just call what's in the box. Uh, and so means they have three down linemen and two linebackers in the box and then two outside linebackers right outside of the box. Uh, and then in the even front, uh, there can be what we call 4-2, which means four defense linemen and two linebackers, or a four, what we call a 4-1, most people call it 4-3, which means they have four down linemen and one linebacker who's usually over the center, uh, and then the two outside backers slightly outside the box. And so, you know, those are the four main fronts that we classify. And, again, Henderson does all that, uh, and so it presents a challenge. And that's important because the blocking scheme is dependent on what that front is. Yeah. So, for instance, hey, you come out, and sometimes from the stands – Sometimes from the stands, I know it can look like, okay, Ty takes the handoff and, and hands it to Nathan, and it's the same play. Right. But it's not the same play because what's happening with your offensive line and your H-back against that front can be completely different. Right. And the center, you know, that's why the center has a lot of responsibility. He, he has to identify that front uh, before every play, so he has to communicate to the rest of the linemen uh, and even the H-back, how we're blocking the front. Uh, and it's because everybody has to be on the same page. Uh, so he'll make a call and identify that front so everyone else knows, hey, this is how we're attacking that front. And this is also important because this is where defenses will start to play games, like you said. So you have a three, what you're calling a three-two. All right, so if we're going to passing down and they want to bring pressure, one of those two linebackers is going to come right. on, on a pass rush. And you don't know, the defensive tackle may or, or the nose guard may go one way or the other, giving yeah. that linebacker a chance. And these are all things that have to be read and figured out in the moment. That's right. Uh, and Henderson does a lot of that. They do a lot of moving. Uh, and they, they, again, they try to create confusion uh, with their defense. So it, it will present a challenge because it, it, it's different every play. Like yesterday, I, I watched film with our offensive line, and we, we just went through the fronts and, and made them call out the front every play. And, again, it, it, with the, these guys, it's, it's not ever the same. So.
Yeah, that's going to be very interesting and something to watch, fans, for you to watch on Friday night is to uh, try yourself and identify some of them fronts, some of those things going on. Uh, and what you're going to look at first is how many people are putting their hand in the dirt, right. as, as we say, whether there's three linemen down or four linemen down on a particular uh, play, and then identify where the linebackers are because that's going to be a huge importance. In fact, on Saturday and Sunday when you watch, you can always see the quarterback step up and point at somebody. What he's doing is he's identifying the key linebacker against some kind of play, and that's what we're talking about. Hey, Coach, thank you for explaining that. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, it, it's always good. I, I love to know a little bit more about what it is I'm watching. All right, so let's finish up with Henderson. What's the keys to the game for you? What does Athens have to do to come out of Henderson with a W? Yeah. You know, the first thing we talk, because you know, we, on Monday in our team meetings every week, we talk about what, what I believe, what our coaching staff believes are the keys to victory. Uh, we, always, we always have five keys to victory. And so, you know, the first thing we talked to them about this week was we got to play championship defense. And what that means, you know, to, to extend that is we got to get off the field on third and long. So we struggled with that the last two weeks and that, that really was a key component uh, that played into the game uh, the other night. And as if you've listened to this podcast, we've talked about it pretty extensively the last two years. We believe in high competitive games, uh, which, again, every district game is going to be like that, that third downs. Uh, you can look at third downs you can look at turnovers. And by looking at who won those two areas, a lot of times they're going to define the outcome. And that, that was – very glaring uh, Friday night, and so we got to be better on third down and specifically on defense on third long. Uh, and then we talked about number two, which we just got through discussing. We got to be great at communicating and blocking the multiple fronts that Henderson presents. Uh, number three, we talked about we have to make the routine play on both sides of the ball, you know, because a lot of times people talk about in big games, hey, Who's gonna Who's gonna make the great play? Uh, and which I, I believe, uh, and you know, it's that I listen. I'm a big Mike Leach fan, uh, and I I, listen, I think he's very wise. Uh, and a lot of things he says, uh, I, I I really listen to him. Uh, he's he's he says some interesting things that I don't believe in too. But uh, he uh, he always talks about you know just do your job uh, and just make the simple play. Whether that be, hey, catch the ball that's thrown right at you or just take take the first step right every time. If you'll do your job, uh, and he's right, that's who wins most games. Who as a team can get all 11 guys to do their simple job more effectively? That's who's going to win uh, versus teams that are evenly you know matched. Uh, and so we really just talked to him about, hey, do what your job is supposed to be. And because, again, the other night, Back to the mental toughness, you know, we had guys want to get caught up and point fingers. And when you're doing that, you can't do your job. Uh, so do your job. Uh, and then number four, respond positively when things don't go your our way because there are going to be some things in the game that don't go our way because that team's good. Uh, and so we've already discussed that. And then number five, uh, we, we left it on there from last week. Special teams, we got to win all aspects of it. Uh, we, we were all, we were very good in all aspects but one, uh, which was the PAT. Uh, and really, again, goes back to doing your job. 
all, all three firsts we missed, we didn't get the ball on the tee. Uh, so we got to fix that, and it, it became a mental deal after the first one. Uh, and so that can also go back to mental toughness. So we got to get better there as well. All right, so here you go, folks. On the road in Henderson, Athens, looking for uh, to get back in the win column. Uh, coach, tickets, we're going to be doing the same thing, I think, because it's district. You can get the tickets online um, at... I do this to you every week. SchoolEventTickets.com. SchoolEventTickets.com. Uh, you can also get them here uh, from uh, Miss Dorothy, right? Yes. Uh, starting at 10 o'clock today, uh, and then 10 to 7 today, and tomorrow 8 to 5. Uh, we have 700 available tickets to sell, uh, so those will be available until they run out. Outstanding. All right. Hey, Coach, thank you very much for giving us a chance to look in on uh, the Athens Hornets. We will see you Friday night in Henderson. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate you.